In the 1990s, Time magazine called her the Queen of the Indies, and more recently, the New the New Yorker named her the greatest character actress of the last few decades. Parker Posey's diverse and varied acting career has spanned over two decades now, not only in independent cinema, but also in Hollywood blockbusters and television. She has frequently worked with Hal Hartley and also with Christopher Guest in films such as Best in Show, where she has had to improvise all her dialogue. She is the subject of a film program at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, which is screening a selection of the key films from her career, including two of her most recent films, Woody Allen's Irrational Man and Hal Hartley's Ned Rifle. I spoke to Parker yesterday on the phone and I began by asking her what it's like being the subject of a film retrospective program. It's it's um it's uh, it's nice um yeah it reminds me of um my uh, trajectory and my my uh, my whole path which is pretty unusual and great and uh, so it's nice to uh, you know to, to look back um, and 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 realize uh, you know I was I was part of something. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, one of the films they're showing in the program is Richard Linklater's Dazed and Confused. You began acting in the early yeah. 90s, and in 93, that was yeah. one of many films of yours that came out. Would you regard that as one of your big breaks into working professionally as an actor? Um, maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, I just saw his new movie, It's So Good. Um, the uh, spiritual... Uh, Companion today's is what he's calling it. Yeah, I can't wait and to see it. It's so good. It's so uh, it's got so much energy. It's uh, it's so detailed and authentic, and it's just a cast of these great guys who who are just giving their all in these unique performances, and uh, it's just charming and and and. You know that kind of uh, that kind of energy from you know your first movie and that first experience. So uh, for many days, it has that has that excitement as well, and um, that that kind of energy. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't do that well when it came out. So um, it became a cult film. You know, like a lot of um, like the Christopher Guest movies too, like. Uh, waiting like waiting for Guffman didn't do well when it came out either, um, but they gained popularity is by like word of mouth. Um, so they're kind of small movies, you know, and people become fans of them and they, they and want to watch them over and over again, like Days of Confused. Throughout the '90s, you appeared in films by some of the biggest names in the American indie scene, as well as Linklater. You were in Noah Baumbach's first film, which is screening in the Acme program. You were acted with. Directors like Greg Araki, and you were famously described as the Queen of the Indies by Time magazine. What did you make of that label at the time? And looking back, was it helpful or a hindrance? I think what you called out, in, you know, for something, and you become emblematic of something, you're kind of uh, set apart. You know, uh, I feel that it um, it also came at a time like once in the American culture uh, once something is uh, becomes even more of a commodity then you know the business people came in and independent film became more um, you know the, the way of working wasn't you know from the director it became about uh, financing and 
So, um, I mean, I'm very lucky I could have been able to sustain a career um, with this kind of, um, the way that movies are made now. Um, So that's good. And to continue to work with um, the directors that I worked for in the beginning, I I question that, uh, whether it's a hindrance. Um, I, I don't, I really can't, look at it that way, I could say the experience of it, um, it wasn't like I was called called that and then all these independent scripts came my way. Um, it, it was kind of the opposite. Um, I got more mainstream kind of, you know, character parts in big films and just a few independent films. So um, I just think that's part of how the system works, really. Um, I mean, I have some new media meetings I've been taking, which I'm excited about. And I'm really into, you know, what this next form in, you know, the screen will be with everyone, you know, with their cell phones and um, their social media. Like what, you know, what could I make uh, to fit into this new landscape? So, I'm um, I'm changing, you know, with the times, and uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. Fantastic. Something you just touched upon there is that the 90s really was, especially the early 90s, a great period for American cinema. And in many ways, I think it was the last really great period for, for an independent spirit, similar almost to what we saw in the late 60s and the early 70s. I think there was a vibrant independent oh, yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hollywood was more daring. Would you agree with that? And was there a real sense of excitement at the time that you were all part of something quite fresh and innovative? Um, yeah, um, totally. There were, you know, there was still an underground in the in the eighties and the nineties, right? Yeah, so exactly. If you were if you were in the music, you could be tuned in to what was cool and what was being done in the French. And now the, the, the French is just, there's so much, um, you know, it's oversaturated. And there are a bunch of good films that get made that uh, won't see the light of day because there's just so many of them and there's not enough uh, uh, money to advertise them and to, and to get them to be seen. Uh, I hope that will change, you know. I hope with with some new models, um like Netflix or Amazon or whoever, someone can start to curate these this work that um, filmmakers are making that that no one no one gets to see. I I thought I remember talking to my representatives like, why can't I like like in, introduce like independent films and in some like website you know like like Turner Classic Movies or you know <laughs> that'd be great. Um, and so that we you know we keep this. Uh, keep this uh, the culture of cinema alive um, because it's uh, it's 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 kind of getting lost now. Um, I mean, it's great that uh, you know people still go, but we, we need to uh, we need to keep it alive because it shows us ourselves, you know, and uh, we have a dialogue about it, and we we watch the films and we relate to them, and we we see ourselves, and 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 we. We share what we think, and and so I I I, uh, I hope that happens. 
Um, you asked me something else. I forgot. Um, I mean, I, I guess just what, what, what are you were aware of the time in history. Abs- yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, like with Strangers in Paradise, you know the Jim Jarmusch. Oh yeah, movie. love that and, film. Um, yeah, and Down by Law, and you know I went to college at Sony Purchase in 1988 and there were a group of filmmakers like Hal Hartley and Nick Gomez and actors like Stanley Tucci and you know there was this um this idea that to, to become an actor you know you could you you could go to school and you could study and you could do regional theater or you could act in 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 in, in independent cinema and do movies that didn't pay you necessarily a lot of money, but you did them for because um, the work was more nuanced and interesting and more collaborative. So that was that was a great time to um, experience that. And uh, you know, I remember running into uh, Ellen Burstyn. And she said, um, I tuned the King of Marvin Gardens. I think I talked about this in the press in Australia, but who knows if they'll, if they'll use it. But I said, oh, that movie was so intimate. It was really, really good. I loved it. I just watched it on, on, on I forget, Netflix maybe. And um, she said, well, you know, we could all, we all hung out for a few weeks. We, we met and we we got to know each other and... We became all became very close, and there was just this way of acting, um, this process of making movies that was so much more intimate. And I, you know, I, I think everything comes around. So hopefully, that'll, um, you know, that that kind of collaboration will, you know, will happen again uh, because it's 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 um it's it's a great thing when it does. It's everything. Well, it's great to see that Hal Hartley's still making films, and he's someone who's very oh, important. Yeah, very important in your filmography. You've played the character Faye Grimm in three of his films now. All, the, all three of those films are screening at Acme, including the middle film where you're, when you're the lead. What is, mm-hmm. what is, and that's actually my favourite of the three. What's, your, what's been your relationship with Hartley over the years, and, and how has that changed? Because these three films are all made with several, several years apart. Oh, my God. You know, we just... Um, I just love him, you know. I... I I, he's been such a big fan of his of his talent and how he how he writes, um, how he sees women, how um, you know the uh, his sense of grace and integrity and movement, camera, his way of working. Um, he's very you know he's very humble and um, he's he's the real deal. He's poetic and and. Uh, uh, deep and, and witty, and I just uh, love him. So we would um, we just met over the years, you know. For we've been friends now for a really long time, and um, we we you know we're still we're still doing it <laughs> in our own way, in our own way. And it's not easy, but it's it's also like it's it's a great thing still it's a struggle and you know sometimes the struggle is um an integral part to to uh making good work and having your work you know mean something so i have just an enormous respect for him that he can he can still write and direct and um and produce 
you know, paintings and drawings and music and film. And uh, so he's, he's, he's a real inspiration for me. Two of the films that you've had leading roles, two of the other films that you've had leading roles in are screening at Acme, Broken English by Zoe Castavetes and Personal Velocity by Rebecca Miller. Now, both of these films, mm-hmm. I felt, really pushed you as an actor and had you playing very rich and complex characters. Have you found mm-hmm. some of your... I always want to do work like that. You yep. just got to see work like that. Because um, I kind of am an adjuster to different, you know, modes and of, of, of films. And uh, the, uh, the more human um, parts, the more, uh, the more I like them, um, the, more, uh, the more subtext there is. You know, we're talking about writers who, who are writing in a in a way where, um, you know, it's emotional and there's not a lot on the page. So you you get to bring, um, you know, you you get to bring what's in between, uh, what's in between all the all the words, and just a lot of movies now are. Uh, in the last 20 years aren't, aren't made with that kind of, um, you know, a producer will read that and be like, oh, that's kind of, I'm kind of bored by that, you know, where, yeah. where's the action, where's the twist, where's the plot, you know, where's the reveal, and um, instead of trusting that, you know, actors will give a performance that will be uh, surprising and human and, and and you know, and that people people are interested in seeing that, you know, it may not sell all over the world but um you know lots of women uh, come up to me about broken english and especially um you know the younger ones and just go thank you so much you 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 know that's me that you played (laughs) so i'm so uh i'm you know i'm i also saw those movies get more and more difficult to get financed so i really have suffered with that you know i think it's um it's a real shame um, that the culture isn't um, talking about this. You know, it's the culture's responsibility to keep this stuff in style and and potent. And they don't. It's not talked about. It's uh, kind of disregarded. Um, anyway, it's kind of like depressing. But um, you're not doing that. You're keeping it alive, and that's and that's great. We try to, yeah. It- do you think that the fact that those kind of films, and these two films in particular, are both written and directed by women, I mean, do you think that is a factor as well as why they, they struggle to, to get seen? Because there is still a struggle for women in Hollywood to get the recognition they deserve? Um, yeah, it's always been a boys' club, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's, very, it's very hard to uh, get, you know... Um, yeah, it's hard to get a movie financed that has any kind of reality to it, and then, um, but 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 they do, and and that women have is is is, is amazing. But there's there there's so many other um, female directors, um, you know. I think of Alison McLean right now, who's a beautiful filmmaker, and. I am sure she's, you know, uh, I, ho- I hope she's working, and I and I, I hope Ted Hope who was, you know, producer of Howl's movies, is going to um, support, um, you know, the director, the auteur, and, um, and, and let them cast who they want and tell their stories and, and be a real producer in that way. Because um, it's, it's shifted now to, you know, star power and, and genre. 
so um yeah we'll see how it uh we'll see how it unfolds rebecca miller has a new movie coming out i can't wait to see it um you know she we shot um each of us had six days to to work on our story and um you know these these movies are very easy to, to film for me um it's it's uh it doesn't take a lot of um i think the you know the the other um they they just are they're just they're, they're it's easier it's easier for me i i see it more clearly what about acting in the Christopher Guest films? Because in those, your improvisational skills are very That's much showcased. Other, it's a whole other bag. Is that hard? It looks you know? like it's really hard work. Well, no, sorry, it doesn't look like it's hard work. I just imagine it is. It is. You know, you're, you're, um, you know, he's very aware of, of, of the culture. And so his idea is you get to bring what you think of, you know, dog owners, you know. So you you get to have a point of view of the person that you're playing, which is like uh, no one gives you that freedom in other in other movies. And you have an outline, but you kind of you know you meditate on it and you walk around with it and you have these conversations about it and and um, you know you uh, it's it's a really deep uh, kind of process and it's very very sponging. You know, I just. You just feel like a big sponge. <laughs> and then you have to throw it all away, um, you know, when the cameras roll and, you know, be there with with your with your actor, who, who you know, whoever's in the scene with you, and not think and get out of your head and just be in that, be in it. So that is, um, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, scary at first and then, once um you know once you're in it um you're you're in it so uh yeah but it's it's a it's another kind of stress um but uh you know when when once you start you're 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 okay you jump in you're you're, you're all right I remember doing best in show yeah. and the, the scene where I had the pet toy and it was the first scene that I'd had without my husband and I was I was I had forgotten how to how to improvise or to to be in the scene or to work. I'd forgotten how to work and you know, it was all set up and I'm like, Okay, I'm just gonna come in, I'm gonna um I just got nervous, you know, and and um Chris is like, you know, you do remember waiting for Guffman, you're just gonna come in, you're gonna ask for a toy and they don't they're not gonna they don't have it and um and then later I realized that I was in so much trouble from not having this toy that I was already playing the scene. Like my anxiety was actually having from run from the dog <laughs> <Bob> show competition. <laughs> and I was already, you know, you're already in it. So you don't have any dialogue to hold on to, but you're already set in the, in the atmosphere. And it's, it's really, um, it's a really cool thing. And, and then you, there's no discussion about what you're going to do. Um, Chris will kind of come in and, and in a way, um, in his own way, uh, look at you or say something to kind of bring you into it. And it's just a symbiotic, you know, trusting uh, relationship, um, his process. Um, which it makes all the other 
more um, uptight, controlling directors um, set that you're on, like, even more difficult to be on um, because you're like, hey, just loosen up. You'll see that, you know, if something's good, it comes from, from trust and not from, you know, control. And I think you see that on, on film. You see things that are tight. And also see things that are that are loose, and uh, the looser ones just have more more going on, you know, more surprises. Looking back, what have been your personal highlights over your career so far? Uh, could just the opportunity to get these movies made. You know, they're um, they're, they're you know they're special in their own way. I th- I'd say like Broken English because it took three years to get financing. I'd also say Personal Velocity because. We did it for no money at all, and it came together in three weeks. And Hal Hartley is like the same thing. Like, you don't even know if these, you know, if they're going to come together. He financed the last one on Kickstarter. It's just, it's like a, um, a real feat. And uh, I have, you know, a real love and respect for the directors that I've, that I've worked with, and it's so nice. It's like a miracle if it, if it, if it gets produced and if it's good, and it, <laughs> then that's even, that's even better. That was Parker Posey discussing her career, experiences in the film industry and the film program in praise of Parker Posey, which is currently screening at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. Go to acme.net.au forward slash film for details. Uh, just before our call ended yesterday, she actually uh, mentioned to me that she's going to be in the new upcoming Christopher Guest film, which is all about sport mascots. So very much looking forward to that.